zero. Hello, good evening, everybody. You're welcome to Create or Die Shrine Live with Sagai. My name is Sagai. You guys are welcome to the show again. Now, seriously, it's been a wonderful, wonderful time doing all this. And I'm glad that we can actually talk about this today because something that um, I guess a lot of people would say, yeah, they've thought about it for a bit. It's been some sort of argument somewhere, somehow. People have tried to get something sorted about it. And it's still a bit of a bother on a lot of people. You see a lot of creative people talk about it. And even before we started the show today, quite a lot of people started making their comments on the advert for the program for today. Now, the thing is, guys, before we even go too far into that, let me just uh, let, just a formal thing. Thank you for tuning in on Instagram and on Facebook Live. Thank you guys for tuning in. So glad to have you here. How was your weekend, by the way? All right. I, I know I get to ask that because uh, weekends often tend to be not weekends for creative people because that is when we get most of our work done. Well, I had the most restful weekend in months yesterday. I mean, last two days, and it was really wonderful. Uh, in spite of the fact that I had to do a little bit of mathematics gyming with my first son, but in spite of that, I think it was the most restful weekend I've had in like forever. So, how was your weekend and how is your week start? All right, we are on to a good Monday. I hope you've learned something new today. All right, and the week is up to a great start. Okay, now life is all about learning that we know, and every day you either learn what to do or what not to do. Whether you like it or not, whether you want to or not, you're always learning something. All right, so today, uh, we look at the, that aspect of creativity that is expected to be the base of creativity, information, or in terms of, uh, in a term better suited to today's topic, education. All right, guys, now, it, it's a, a, a subject that most people would define in a variety of ways and try to get around it. What exactly is education? How does it apply to a creative person? Do you have to be in a particular setting or a kind of education to get educated at all? And of course, there's a, there's a statement that keeps reverberating in my head about um, a friend of mine shared with me a while back. Um, uh, the great uh, Tunde Kelani said this to me a while back that someone or everybody is an illiterate at something, okay? So there is something you are uneducated about. There's something you are completely stupid about. No matter how educated in coach you really are, you're always illiterate at something. So it gives a spin as to exactly what education really is. Okay? Now, we agree on some things. We agree that knowledge is the first prerequisite for creativity. We agree that that is required for you to be able to create in any way. You need information, you need education to exercise the power to create. All right? That is something we all believe as a foundation for creativity because creativity is born out of the knowledge of a problem and information of things priorly, a prior, existing prior to when you create that solution, all right? So you use what's on ground, what you already know to create something new. That is what creativity is all about. So it's rooted firmly in information or education as the case may be. So um, I guess the topic for today is really less about whether creativity is predicated on information and education, but more about how do you get this information, this data, this education? How do you get it? What, what should be your source for getting this information that helps you, obviously, to create? Because that's agreed. We need it to create. All right? Before we go too far into that, we probably need to get an idea of uh, where we can agree on what education really means. At least let's, let's all have a look at that. So let's look at the definition for education that is generally accepted. Education, besides being one of the identified basic human rights, um, education is defined as the process of facilitating learning or the acquisition of knowledge, skills, values, beliefs, and habits. Please note that. It's the process for facilitating learning or the acquisition of knowledge, skills, values, beliefs, and habits. All right? Some of those things are a little bit um, structured while others aren't. All right. Now it also says education. Educational methods include storytelling, discussions, teaching, training, and direct research. All right. Educational methods include storytelling, discussion, teaching, training, and direct research. Now education frequently takes place under the guidance of educators. All right. As people who are trained to actually pass on this information, uh, this knowledge and skills, or values, or beliefs and habits, people who are trained to do that. But learners may also educate themselves, all right? That is also categorized under, uh, under education. We'll get to that. Now, education can take place in a formal or informal setting, and, and any experience that is formed affects the way 
uh, that somebody will think, feels, or acts uh, in, in society or in the people around them, okay? So this education can take, the place in, take place in the formal or informal setting. And previously we have said that uh, while education takes place in the presence of learners, uh, in the presence of educators, learners can also seek to educate themselves. Okay, so uh, we know that the educational system is divided, commonly divided into formal stages like preschool, kindergarten, primary school, secondary school, college, university, and apprenticeship. Okay, now look the key words that come up almost uh, like strongly out of this, besides some of the components and the things, the key words learning, knowledge, skills, values, beliefs, habits, all right, and the process, the methods for, for making that happen, storytelling, discussions, teaching, training, and research, all right? Now, obviously research and then storytelling and discussion and teaching and training speaks of different spectrum for the educational um, um, uh, platform, all right? Storytelling is obviously not your formal idea for education, neither is discussions, but teaching and training are, but research is not exactly formal, is it? Okay, uh, so you have those keywords, then something else comes up almost immediately. You have the formal and the informal educational platforms, how the places where information can, education can actually take place. You have the formal and the informal. All right, then there's also that third one that was mentioned in between we're trying to describe education. Learners can also educate themselves or in another language, autodidacts. I'm sure that particular word created some rush for the dictionary in, in the post when it was put out. Autodidact. Now, an autodidact is actually um, is, is actually education without the guidance of masters, teachers, and professors, or institutions such as schools. Okay, okay. Now, generally, an autodidact is an individual who chooses the subject he or she will study and is studying that material, and they choose the material they study that, that they use for their study and learning. Okay, they choose their own reading, they choose their own time. Basically, an autodidact is somebody who chooses to teach themselves, to educate themselves, all right? So that gives something, we can get that definition. Now let's look at formal education and informal education because autodidact seems to be like, um, autodidact, let me get that word straight, autodidactism, all right? That's the word, autodidactism, it's actually uh, uh, separated from the formal and informal educational areas because it seems to stand somewhere in both of them, but not really a part of the two of them, but it still falls under the structure of education, all right? So formal education occurs in a structured environment whose explicit purpose is teaching students, all right? Um, usually, formal education takes place in the school, all right? In the school environment where there are classrooms and uh, multiple students learning together in the same place with a trained, certified teacher for the subject in which they are being trained. All right, the basic things there is, is a structured environment and there are students learning together, all right, in classrooms overseen by certified, well-trained teachers or educators in the subjects for which they are training the students in, all right? That's the first thing you need to, under, to, to note there is structured environment. That means organized, that means uh, um, calculated, controlled, all right? You can look at that. That informal learning, is one of three forms of learning defined by the Organization of Economic Cooperation and Development, all right? And informal learning occurs in a variety of places, such as at home, work, and through daily interactions and shared relationships amongst members of society, all right? So basically, informal learning or informal education is that education you get in places like home, like your workplaces, or in regular interactions and discussions with uh, people in, you're in relationships with or with the general society. So you are basically learning from everything around you. It's an informal setting. It is not structured. You can learn something today and not learn anything tomorrow. You might be exposed to new information now and not be exposed to any new information over the next couple of months. The informal learning system is not structured. It's not controlled. It's free for you to acquire any kind of information that comes your way. All right, and the information comes to you whether you like it or not. It's not exactly what you seek out to get. It comes to you, all right? And uh, um, for many learners, this includes also language acquisition, cultural uh, norms, and manners. So it's informal education. That's, you know, under that is where we learn things that we use in our daily interactions with fellow human beings in society, 
So basically, it's where we learn about language, where we learn new languages, where we learn new slangs and new words from the people we interact with, and then also understand people's culture by experiencing or seeing it or learning it from people around us. Culture might not be taught in the formal setting, but in the, in the informal setting, you get to learn about cultural norms, all right? And then you learn manners in the informal educational area. In school, in formal education, you probably get to learn uh, more about, um, uh, what, what, what was that word, um, courtesy, as against manners and things, because manners for each society, each culture differs. All right, so that is the, is the, that. Now there's also one other form of education that is included under the informal end of education. That is vocational education, which is a form of education focused on direct practical training for a specific trade or craft. All right, note that it's under informal education. It is a form of education focused on direct or practical training for a specific trade or craft. So it seeks to teach you about a craft or a trade. Basically, somebody is teaching you from its experience, from their experience, from what they have learned over the years. They are passing all that information across to you for a specific trade or craft. Now, there's something we should notice almost immediately. There seems to be a marked difference between being educated and learning. All right? Somewhere in the definition for education, we are able to separate students from learners. All right? If you go back into that definition for education, uh, you see where it said, um, Education is process facilitating learning or the acquisition of knowledge, skills, values, beliefs, and habits. All right? Now, in our says, education frequently takes place under the guidance of educators. But learners may also educate themselves. It's like somewhere in that definition for education, we created this small group of people called learners who are completely off that because they teach themselves what they want to learn. All right? So there seems to be that marked difference between being educated and learning. And one of the things I've learned over the years is uh, a student or somebody who wants to be educated seeks to find knowledge or seeks somebody to teach them knowledge, seeks somebody to, to, to teach them, all right? Like a student is looking for who will teach them, all right? While a learner is seeking information, seeking knowledge about specific things they wish to learn about. They are not restricted by who teaches them, whether the person experience or not. They focus less on the teacher and more on the information being passed across. Okay, so in more ways than one, you find that the best students actually are learners, those who are seeking the knowledge, those who go beyond what the teachers teach in class and learn the next subjects or the next chapter in the book after the teacher has closed the book for the day. All right, and you find that they are the ones that the teachers love the most in class, they're the ones that always raise their hand first to say, oh, I was practicing this particular one last, uh, last night, you taught us this last week, but I was looking at this next page and then I got stuck here. Ma, please answer that question. Ma, what is, what is this particular? How do I get across it? Teachers often like students like that because the student has already taken the job a little bit further by seeking to learn. You see, when you're seeking information, when you're seeking knowledge, it makes it easier to pass information across to you. So while a student is somebody waiting to be taught, a learner is somebody who's seeking information. All right? I always try to encourage everybody that I meet and people around me to be learners. Seek the knowledge out. Do not wait to be taught, okay? Now, with that clarity, what kind of education should a creative person be looking at getting, all right? And then what are the advantages or disadvantages of both formal or informal education or vocational or being an autodidact and all that? What exactly should a creative person uh, be, be looking out for? Which one should you go for? I know that as creative people around, we have battled with this. Should I go to school after all? I already, I, I learned, how to do all this uh, uh, video editing or this illustration, this comic books, this photography. I learned it under this guy. I already know how to do it. Why do I need to go to a university to get a degree in photography? Why do I need to get a degree in illustration or something? Why do I need to go to school to learn this thing? And after all, I already know how to do it. I've already gotten an award for this. I've published my book. I already have my photographs all over the place. Everybody knows it. Why do I need to go to school? What are the advantages of going to a formal educational setting? or attending an informal educational setting, or going solo, which is a major thing about creative people around this path. And I'm sure most of the creative persons listening to me right now would claim they are self-taught and they are completely right. Because some of the things that we do are not taught in the places that, has, that are formal educational places. They don't, they don't teach the things that we know. 
So most of us are actually self-taught in the things that we're able to do now. We have taken time and years to study these things that other people are doing, learn from them, learn through them, and then become good at what we do. Okay? So a lot of us don't have immediate formal education on what we do. So, but the question still remains, what exactly should you be looking at as a creative person? Is it okay not to get formal education, not to get formal training? What are the advantages of getting a formal training? All right? What are the advantages of even going it alone? What, what works for you? Now, um, um, as with this show, guys, I, like I always say, this is not a one-way uh, learning structure. I'm not here to just share with you what I know, what I've experienced, what I've learned over the few uh, years. It is basically a discussion. I'd like to hear what you think. At this point, let me know, what do you think a creative person should do? Is it best for a creative person to go all out and be self-taught? Should a creative person attend a formal school where they get to learn the principles and the history, perhaps, of what they are getting themselves into? Or should they stay into an informal setting and learn from other sources, like most people? All right? So let's um, look at something together, share with me. Let me know exactly what you guys think. But while the show goes on, I don't think anybody has made any comments now. But quite a lot of people are tuning in. Thank you very much, guys, for tuning in. You are appreciated on that. Now, moving a little bit on here. Let's analyze or just look at it briefly. This is not an exhaustive list, but let's look at it. What does formal education have to offer you? What are the things that it actually gives to you as an individual? Now, I'm not going to look at how uh, society perceives either one of these educational platforms, all right? We're not going to look at whether formal education is accepted by society or not. Or it, it's not exactly the, the, the thing here. We're looking at them in a, an aesthetic manner. We're just going to appreciate them, look at exactly what they are, what the advantages are, where you can get them, and what the disadvantages may be, all right? So formal education teaches you several things. Uh, first, you learn discipline. All right, with formal education, you have to be in school at a particular time. You have got to leave school at a particular time. There's a time for lunch. There's a time for play. There's a time for other interaction. There's a time for questions. And all that, it's structured so it teaches you discipline. You get to know that you have to wake up by 6 o'clock, be on the way to sleep by 7, and be in school before 7.30. Otherwise, there's going to be some level of punishment. So formal education teaches you that discipline. Then it teaches you time value. All right? As a student, you get to understand the importance and value of time because everything about formal education is structured according to time. The periods, the, the lecture time, the class times are structured according to your time. There's a time for resumption and a time for closing. So you get to understand and value time that you get. All right? Then, in the general sense of it, formal education teaches you structure. All right? It shows you, uh, like, like an hierarchy. So you get to know that, okay, I'm in just one. And this person just two is a year above me, so there are some things this person knows that I don't know that I will get to know if I pass this and this and this. There's some structure. There's a teacher, the head teacher, and then the school board and all that. You have structure. It lets you understand that everything works according to a structure. You know what each area of your school represents. You know where the canteen is. You know where the library is, where the assembly ground is, where the main halls are, where the sleeping halls are. Structure. All right, so formal education teaches you structure. And whether it does it by force or not, formal education also teaches you social aptitude. All right, you get to learn formal ways, formalized and recorded, organized, structured ways to interact with people around you. All right, in formal education, you get to learn the general social etiquette, how to behave generally around people. It might not be culturally right, but it teaches you that social aptitude. So you get to understand how to relate with people. Now, because of the way formal education is, it also goes on to teaching you instructional understanding, all right? Formal education expects uh, you to get a big instruction as given by the school or the authorities in the school and then follow that instruction as you understand it. So you get to uh, understand things that are instruction that you're given because if the instruction says answer only two questions or five questions in an exam, and you answer three, you just might not have gotten instructional understanding well enough, no matter how much you think you know, all right? So structured education teaches you instructional understanding, all right? And also by that virtue, teaches you delivering as expected, all right? Your teachers, your educational system, the formal educational system expect you to deliver this result, all right? 
anything outside of that result is not accurate, is not correct. So you learn to deliver exactly what is expected to guarantee satisfaction to the people who are giving you those instructions, who are giving you the expectations, all right? Then by virtue of the way it is, it teaches you goal setting, okay? You know that once you are in this class, you have to be in the top 10 or in the top 15 to pass out of that class. You know that you must get the particular uh, 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 grade point to be able to get out of that class, to move on to the next class, to be able to get to that next class and get to the highest point of, uh, of, of educational classes in that school structure to move on to a different platform, okay? Then, this is the part that I guess some of you might um, have something about, but it has a good side to it. Um, formal education teaches you coordinated creativity, all right? Now, this in a way goes with some of the things I believe privately. I, I believe that creativity should be without limits, but it should have direction. All right? Creativity without limits, but with direction. All right? So formal education teaches you coordinated creativity. It means you're expected to be creative so far it is going in a particular direction, so far it's going to achieve a particular set goal. All right? Your creativity should be able to get you your grade points in, in class to be able to move on to the next class. Your creativity in other areas in any way beyond that might not be accepted by that structure. Okay, so it teaches coordinated creativity. Now, you get this kind of formal education as already um, uh, established in universities, um, technical colleges, and uh, secondary schools, primary schools, regular um, kindergarten and all whatnot. You get those kind of information from that, that's, that's the platform that they are available in. Now, the negatives of formal education, let's look at what makes it difficult. What are the negative things that formal education may actually be inadvertently put into you. You might disagree with this thing, but I would like to hear your opinion of it, okay? Now, formal education, um, the restricted creativity that is one of its advantages, actually one of its negatives. Because of the restricted creativity, you are not able to see problems around you. You're only able to see goals, and the goals become a problem to solve. So you create only to achieve goals, as against creating to solve problems, okay? So that's one of the negatives. Then there's a slow growth of information provided in the formal educational sector. And we know this, that a lot of the books that are being used to teach students in the 2000s were written in the 18s, or even like in the 1990s, all right, the 1900s, so to speak. All right, so a lot of these books that are from like 50, 60, 70 years ago are still being used to teach students in school now. So there's a slow growth of the information being provided in such schools. So formal settings because of their structure. Everything is so structured that before any new information can get into a school system, to a formal school system, it takes some time, all right? Now, as um, an environment, a formal educational environment can give you a sense of restricted, a restricted sense of self, okay? Your sense of who you are is limited to what you are allowed to be within the school environment. It's what the school says you have to be, that you must be, otherwise you will not be able to finish from that school environment. So it can give you a restricted sense of self, all right? And that, also, of course, leads to forced learning. You're not really learning anything because you're not uh, absorbing the information to use it, all right? Sometimes some people find themselves, find that they're able to do some things differently with the formal education that comes to them. But for most, education in the formal setting is forced learning. They are just learning to achieve a goal. You cram to pass the exam. Once you pass the exam, that's all that matters. You may not even remember exactly what you were taught after the exam is over, but you have passed the exam, which was the initial goal itself. All right? Then, because you're in a formal environment, you have a restricted choice of what to learn. The school offers this and this and this to study, and that's it. Whatever is not offered by the school has got to be learned elsewhere, not within the school environment. So it restricts what you can choose to learn. You can't even just choose to learn a particular thing. The school chooses what you can learn for you and then asks you to choose from those things he has chosen for you to learn from, all right? So that is the negative that goes with that. Now, informal education, all right, um, teaches you respect for others, all right? I mean, seriously, your friends would not need at home. You know how much your friends will tell you 
who your elders are and why you need to respect this particular person, even though this person is not your father, this person is old enough to be your father, is your brother, is your older brother, is your uncle, you must respect yourself. And you know that proverb we say in Africa, remember the child of whom you are. Eh? So with respect for self and for others. And then within that particular structure also, you get to learn cultural norms. In informal education, you get to learn your, your people's culture, the, people of, the culture of other people around you that you interact with on a regular basis, and, and how those cultures inter interact with each other as well. Then, informal education teaches you some level of creative freedom. All right, you have some level of creative freedom. It's not exactly completely free creative environment because you are still learning respect for others and self, so you are limited in exactly how much you can go all out like that. And then by learning other people's cultures and norms, you might be reaching exactly what you are required to do in the creative scope of things, all right? Informal education teaches you empathy, teaches you to understand what other people are going through and to respect their feelings and emotions in whatever it is that you are going to do, all right? And then it teaches you an appreciation for experience, okay? In the informal setting, you get to learn from the elders and those who have been in situations that you haven't been, so they are able to share their experience with you. And then you know that when you learn something, and when you experience it, are completely different things. And a friend of mine said this a while back, and I totally agree. Experience trumps education anytime. Okay? Experience is always king. Okay? Now, the informal education also helps you self-determine. All right? Because of the things you are exposed to, the kind of respect you are taught, the empathy you you can determine yourself as to who you want to be in that particular society, in that environment. Okay? Now, you can get informal education at home. Uh, through apprenticeship, under mentorships, and then in religious uh, places and organizations as well, okay? So all those places allow you uh, to have some access to informal education. Now, the negatives of informal education, straight out, what are the disadvantages? It's usually from the source's perspective. The information you are getting is based on, from the perspective of the person that's giving it to you. You understand what I mean? This person has gotten an experience, has gotten the knowledge, and they are processing it in their own way, using their own intuition, their own information, and they are passing you a processed information, skilled by their own experience. All right? So that is one of the disadvantages of informal education. Okay? Now, I don't, I, uh, well, that's about um, the one I'm able to, that actually forms the core of what the disadvantage is for informal education. It might seem little when you look at it, but it simply means the information you are getting on the informal level is processed through another person's perspective, which means you might not be getting exactly the true information that is agreed to by a group of people. Okay? So because the culture you are being taught by one person might not be exactly how another person interprets it. So when you hear the two, you now it's not up to you to process that information to see about the one that is exactly yours. However, in, in contrast to that, formal education, on the other hand, would have actually will happily have a record of that cultural activity, or that, that those cultural norms that can be backed up by several people attest to, look, this was written down and formalized, so it is agreed by a group of people. Okay? Now, let's go to the one that a lot more people are actually probably exposed to more in the Nigerian environment. A lot of creative people are more autodidact than into formal or informal education. Okay? Now, being an autodidact allows you to choose your direction which I think is the most important thing for most creative people. I can choose where I want to go. I can choose exactly what I want to learn and then focus on it by myself and, and, and then do it exactly the way I want it done. All right? They can, it also allows you to choose your specific topics. Okay? So while in school you might be taught economics, all right, as a, 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 a structured um, something, you can choose the part of economics you actually want to focus on when you're learning by yourself, all right? Maybe you just want to learn about how to keep your books or how to grow your profit or how to avoid losses or whatever. You can pick the information that you specifically need and learn that only, okay? Then, because of that, it also allows you to learn at your pace, all right? Uh, being self-taught allows you to learn at your pace. You can choose how many hours you dedicate in a day, in a week, in a year to learning a particular subject. You can set your own goals and timing for when you learn these things, all right? Then, with autodidactism, there is one basic thing that is now like prevalent with the advent of the internet. It also allows you to get as much options as possible, 
all right? Because you can choose your direction, because the information that is provided for, uh, for an autodidact to work with is, is, is so vast, it allows you a variety of options that you can choose from for what to learn, all right? So you can, you can have access to millions of data, of information about specific topics, and then you can choose which ones you actually want to work with, but you have access to all of them. You're not limited to what is written by Ungo uh, Siugo from one area or the other. You're allowed to just get as much as options as possible and then begin to bring them down according to what works for you. All right, now, you also, with, with autodidactism, you get to learn that where you can um, do that, and I'm sure a lot of people um, are in there, besides communal sharing of information, you also have the Baba of uh, autodidactism in the 21st century, Facebook, I mean, YouTube, I mean. YouTube is the, the largest source of video tutorials and tutorials about just about everything you want to learn on the internet. There's, there, I mean, there are even videos to teach you how to make a bar. I mean, like seriously, you know? So then there's Facebook with information sharing or social platforms around where you can share information with, uh, with people of like-minded people can give you information as what, or what they already know or share their own processes for doing what they do on social media. Then attending online workshops, free online workshops everywhere where experienced people or individuals are giving information about what they do, what they know, and how they have lent it to people around. Okay, then there's tutorials, world famous. Some people have like gigabytes of tutorials, video, and PDFs and documents and all whatnot in their hard drives that they carry around to learn everything from how to draw to how to digitally paint and even create bombs. Okay, that's one I don't even know. Why anybody will be looking at that? Don't let the FBI catch you. All right. Now, there's tutorials for almost everything available on the internet. All right. Then there's online schools. There are various formal educational institutions who are now creating uh, informal learning systems or a system that allows you to learn at your own pace. Basically, it's an it's a formal informal way of getting you into autodidactism. All right. It's 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 kind of funny. Okay. So there. Are, Common institutions are creating an autodidact channel for you to actually get educated. All right, now the negatives of um, uh, learning in an autodidact uh, way is options is not always a good thing, okay? Having so much to choose from may not always be a good thing because oftentimes you can get information overload or set yourself on the wrong path too early and too fast. All right, because there's so many to choose from, you might end up choosing the wrong ones. Okay, then number two, it's a slow process of trial and error. Anybody who has ever been into reading from or tutorials or watching tutorials about things know that it's hours and hours, days and days of trying it out, see if it looks like exactly what the guy did in the video or described in the text and then trying it again to see if it works. And then sometimes when you get it right the first time, you find it difficult to repeat the next time because somehow you missed something you can't even remember. It's a slow process of trial and error, all right? Now, funny thing is this. None of the outlines for all of these, the negatives, the positives, and all where you can learn it, none of these seems to be exclusive to each one. It seems um, there's a lot of mixture in what formal education offers for you that is required in the informal educational setting that is also required in the autodidact end of things. All right, if you are going to self-taught, you know you need discipline. Obviously, you are going to learn structure. If you are going to get through some of the negatives that being self-taught comes with. If you are going to go into informal education, you know you have got to find the structure of formal education to guide you through the various information you'll be getting from a variety of people so that you can skip out those who are skilled in their information provision and those who are exactly in a general agreement. Okay, now in the midst of all of this, where the overlap is plenty, right? Formal education is required if you are going to get some things done. Informal education is definitely a must if you are going to exist in any society or environment that you operate in. And as a creative person, because we are supposed to be like um, the learners, so to speak, constantly seeking out knowledge and information. It simply means you cannot exclude either or any of these three uh, forms of education from yourself. All right. So as you see, a lot more of formal education uh, mixed with a little bit of informal end of things. Okay. So most, even most formal educa educational institutions are creating platforms where you can 
get informal learning where you can actually teach yourself like we described in the uh, online schools and things that are going on by most formal institutions so with all of that with all of that setting it still brings that question as a creative which one of these should you really consider which should you really focus on to say all right i i want to go into video editing what should i do should i get into the informal setting get an apprenticeship I'll get into a mentorship with someone, I'll be an intern somewhere, or should I just go to a, a video editing school and learn the complete process as it's taught in a school environment? Or should I just go online and then download as many videos as possible and teach myself how to do this thing? All right? Well, I can tell you straight off, like I said, there is no simple answer to that question. It is all of them. As a creative person, you need all three. They will teach you things that you need for every aspect of the creative enterprise or experience. Now, it depends on who you are and what you want to do and what you have set out to do in the beginning, but you will lean on uh, one of these three at any point in time in your life. So if you are going to be a lawyer, for instance, you might need the formal educational system, all right? If you are going to be in any kind of legal end of things, you definitely will need certification because that is a specialized area of learning or teaching which requires that you are, you are structured, you are in a structured environment and you can be accountable, all right? So that one definitely requires formal education, but we know that even if that's what you want to study, being uh, a mentee under an experienced lawyer, for instance, is not a bad idea for you as a lawyer. Learning under an experienced lawyer teaches you things you probably won't learn in law school, okay? So that is important. And then reading up on things is always, I think, for people in specific areas of, of industry, of enterprise, it's a constant reading uh, battle, so to speak. Like, for every case, I know a lot of lawyers have got to go back to the books, go online and read about other cases that are similar to what exactly they are experiencing right now, find out what this lawyer did in the process and how they got things out of there. Constantly seeking. So you have the formal educational training, which is which from the background of some of the things that you will need to do. Then the informal, which is required in your continuous expression or continuous practice of that formal education, and then autodidactism, which requires that you are able to learn things that you won't learn from anybody else other than from people that you cannot immediately access. All right? Things you will have to learn by your own experience, by your own searches, by your own seeking. Okay? So it depends on what you choose to be at the beginning. So depending on what you hope to achieve, and uh, what you're looking for, you will either need a lot of formal education and less informal or structured, uh, um, or less, less um, informal, or you need more informal and less of the formal, okay? For, uh, for enterprises or uh, careers and lifestyle that requires some level of skill that is more focused on technical skill, perhaps formal education might not be an immediate requirement, okay? But getting some form of formal education attached to that skill that creativity, that idea that you already have might not be a bad idea, all right? See, so you have spent so much of your time learning how to draw for the last 15 years since you were five years old. You have been learning to draw. You are very good at it now. What do you think going into an art school would do for you? Would it add to you or take from you? There's only one thing it can do. It will add to you. Let me give you an experience here that happened to me when I was uh, just about entering into Yabatech. Um, for close to 10 years before, I mean, more than 10 years before I entered the Abatech, I, I was already a practicing artist. I was already in business. I was already making money with my art skills. I was already making greeting cards, making signages, and then painting barbershops with a friend of mine, Shagal Usaya, we were doing posters and things all over the place. So we're already, you know, we felt like we were skilled. We knew what we were doing. We already set up a business, a guy sector. We're going to do something awesome. And when I entered the Abatech, ISIS just was already established there. Not registered as a business, but was already going up as, a, as, as an entity, all right? And I remember um, some of the students that were there before me, immediately learned that I was a comic artist that I was coming to Yabatek. Their first thought was, and they told this to me, plain face, like, ah, this one, oh, let him enter live drawing. He will, he will not even be able to make it. He can't do this as a comic artist. There's no way he'll be able to do anything in live drawing. Okay, now, that statement was a bit of a surprise. I'm like, I'm not the human anatomy now. I can draw the human anatomy. I've been drawing it for years, so I understand it. But sitting down in the live drawing class, I learned 
two things immediately that day, all right? There is a marked difference between drawing from imagination and drawing from what you are looking at in front of you. And then the difference is not in being able to actively copy what you're looking at on paper. It's not that. It's more about your ability to remember what you're observing, all right? Because what in life drawing class, they don't ask you to draw the model in front of you. They ask you to make a study of the model. So essentially, you're not just drawing the character. You are actually studying parts of that guy. Now, the, the model they had for us that day was pretty interesting. Uh, the guy had a kind of deformity that made one, one of his legs longer than the other and one of his arms shorter than the other. So when he stood, he bent. Okay? Now, as a comic book artist, my first drawing was perfect. The guy had perfectly straight arms, perfectly straight legs, equal measure. And of course, my teacher came and ruled across it and said I should start all over again. And I didn't get it. I started looking at the guy again, and then I realized it. I was drawing from what I had been drawing, from what I, what I thought the human body should look like, not what I was seeing in front of me. So being in that school environment didn't take away from me as a comic book artist. I wasn't drawing worse, all right? What I ended up doing was learning more about the human anatomy and how to observe my environment and draw from that observation and ultimately made me a better comic book illustrator. All right, so ultimately I was able to draw better because I learned one thing that didn't have anything to do with drawing, but more with the power of observation and memory. It had to do more with my mind. So as a skilled person, as somebody who's talented, your creativity can only be boosted if you go into a formal learning environment. So there's nothing wrong in you uh, trying to learn video production or movie production and learning under an experienced person, going into an apprenticeship with that person, there's also nothing wrong in you taking a formal education towards learning about it because there's a lot more things to add to you in the formal environment that you will learn in the informal environment. Just like there are things you will learn in the informal environment that you will not learn under the formal structure. All right? So it is important to be able to balance the two. Okay? Know where it's actually required for you. And the beautiful thing is we have educational systems or educational institutions structured in such a way that you can have an, inform, an informal education going on while you're getting a formal education. Part-time studies, certificate courses, things that allow you to work or be an apprentice and still be in school, okay? So it's not an either or situation. It's basically and, you can do both of them. You can be in the informal setting, you can be self-taught and still be in the formal educational system. Now as a creative person, do not limit yourself to only one of these. Seek to get formally trained in whatever capacity, whether as a certificate course, a diploma course, a training program, a training workshop, a certified training workshop, anything that can get you into a formal learning where you're delivering as expected. And note this, as a creative person, one of the things that we tend to do is we, we are so into ourselves that even when we deliver what creative thing we are doing, we tend not to deliver what the client wants. We deliver what we feel the client should get. All right, so the formal education teaches you to deliver exactly what your client wants, how to fulfill the client needs. Now, if you are able to balance your autodidact end of things and your informal setting with your formal education, you will know and understand how to give your client exactly what is expected with a touch of what is not expected. All right, and uh, there's something I should recommend also. Uh, there's a book I saw a while back. Um, uh, I can't just remember the title now, but it's basically about how... Um, um, excellence is easy to achieve. That it's just a little bit of effort to go beyond mediocre to excellent. All right. Now, one of the things that it's mentioned in that book that I really like was he said most creative people, when delivering a job to the clients, tend to want to tell the client that they don't know what they want, so they give them what they think the client should want. He says no, that's the wrong way to do. Because nobody likes being told they're stupid. So if you don't give me what I'm expecting from you, you just simply tell me what I'm expecting is not right. It's not appropriate, right? But if you give me what I'm expecting and a dose of what you think I should get, chances are I might not like what I'm expecting anymore and then go for what you think I should get. And it has happened. People who design logos, who design identity and advertising for a lot of people will understand what I'm talking about. You know that the logo that the client said they want at the beginning is often not the one they pick, all right? Just so far you give them that design, that idea from the beginning, they're able to let you actually create for them. All right, it's a matter of understanding human psychology. And that might not always be taught in formal 
education. That's my only belief in informal education and being in autodidactism. All right? So, as a creative person, you can't afford to limit yourself into choosing only one of those things. So, what um, is important is to understand that in all of this, formal, informal, and autodidactism, the real thing here is autodidactism. You are teaching yourself. You are learning by yourself. You are learning by yourself. Because if you're in a classroom being taught by a teacher and you're not interested in learning what is being taught, you come out zero. All right? Same thing in an informal environment. If you don't choose to learn, if you don't become a learner, if you don't choose to be the one to seek the information or to seek the knowledge to absorb it, then it doesn't matter. So the foundation for all of this simply is about you. It's about you. How much do you want to learn? Do you, are you ready to teach yourself even while in the classroom or outside of the classroom in the informal setting of the society that you live in? You must understand that your education is primarily your responsibility as a creative person. Okay? So your desire to seek knowledge, to seek it out in all its entirety should never be dictated by what your environment says or what society says. It should simply be dictated by your desire to learn, create um, solutions to problems. All right? And express that creativity consistently, continuously over a period of time till you possibly can't. All right? So it's all about you need to learn by yourself. So it should be a careful mix of all that is dictated by the choice of career, creative enterprise, or creativity you are chosen. All right? It should be a mix of all these three with that foundation of you learning by yourself, okay? You should be self-taught under a formal and informal setting, all right? Cassandra, thanks for tuning in. I was open to get your input on the topic as you put in the, in the, the topic out there. I know a lot of us feel like getting into um, formal education, we look back and wonder, hey, what that learn in that place, Steph? I mean, all that uh, overnight uh, work or trying to get the assignments ready and get things ready. See, Cassandra, when Yabatek together, tell me that Yabatek did not teach you to meet deadlines. Tell me you did not learn the ability to be able to get something perfectly good done in 24 hours. All right, even though it was under the pressure and whip of Mr. Pyers and all the other people that were there to ensure that if you don't deliver it, you are going to get carried over. One way or the other, in that formal true environment, we learned how to get things done. We learned the importance of time. We learned also rewards and punishments. Okay? You learned that if you don't do this, this won't happen. You won't get this, and you'll get this instead. So no matter how it is, even if it's not directly teaching you something about your skills or your talents, all right, or your, or your abilities right now, formal education will impact you in other ways that you will need. Okay? One of the great things I learned while in art school wasn't even art. It was about management and costing, economics. All right? And I learned that in art school. It was one of the first times that I started to look at creativity and my expressions of it in a business sense. And that is one other thing that a lot of creative people need to learn. So beyond learning how to create and putting all the information you gather into creating solutions to problems, we need to learn the formal business end of the things that we do. It is the only way we can actually grow to impact a lot more people around us than we presently do. Okay, so it now goes back to that basic foundation that ultimately it depends on your choice of career, your choice of uh, creative enterprise that you're doing or how you choose to express your creativity. That will determine how much of the mix you are going to put in, how much of uh, autodidactism you have to put in there, how much of informal education, and how much of formal education you need to get into. All right? So determine first. It starts with you. All right? It begins with you as an individual, as a creative person. What do you want to do? Okay? Determine that and then begin to look at the platforms that exist for self-teaching, for, for self-teaching yourself, sorry, excuse me, for self-teaching yourself and for learning in the informal and formal environment which works best for you. I can tell you straight up, there are some creative enterprises that require formal training that ultimately will benefit you largely if you get into formal training. No matter how much you want to be um, a game designer and a coder, you love game design and all that, 
it is going to be of benefit for you to go into a game coding school to understand the structure of games and how they work. Sure, you can pick up a few tutorials online and then join the uh, Google Android developers, whatever, and the Apple Android, uh, Apple developers, whatever. You might learn some things from there, but going into a formal coding environment might expose you to a lot more than what you learn in those informal environments, okay? And then uh, the internet and the variety of information ex uh, uh, available out there has made it easier for everybody to get informal education, to get formal education, actually. From the, from the comfort of your office at home, you can actually learn a lot more things without having to go into that structured classroom setting. As, as I identified earlier, most formal institutions are already creating environments online where you can learn at your own pace. Basically, they're giving you a self-taught environment under a formal uh, structure, all right? So on with all that, I think it's clear enough for every uh, creative personality to understand that you cannot limit yourself with the kind of information you allow yourself to be exposed to. Some you will definitely need to choose to go look out for, and others will come to you whether you want to or whether you want to learn them or not. But you must constantly choose to learn by yourself. Don't um, uh, belittle any kind of information, any kind of educational platform, because they can only add to you. Education does not remove from you. It can only add to whatever it is that you already have. Hey, at the worst, you will learn what not to do if you don't learn what exactly to do, all right? So that, guys, I'm actually expecting some contribution, but I think a lot of people are in rapt attention that so much people tuning in, but I'm not getting any comments or questions out there. So perhaps we're all taking a bit of time to look at and this and then make some decisions about it. I would definitely love to know the ones you think will work best for you. And if you agree with my summarize about uh, putting all three together and being able to balance all three in the way you choose to learn the things for your skills and how to express your creativity, all right? Whatever the case is, put the comments down into the comment section on the Facebook uh, the live video after it ends. We'll still answer some questions afterwards. And then, let me take time out to let you guys know past episodes and these episodes will be available for download as podcasts on Spreaker. The link to that will be made available shortly after the, today's show. Uh, the last two episodes have been on Spreaker for the last uh, couple of weeks, for the last two weeks, actually. So you can download them. And then we are putting together more videos on the Facebook, on the YouTube page, on the YouTube channel. So you will be able to download or watch the videos again on YouTube very soon. That is taking a bit of time because coding the videos and coding them down to, the, to make sure that they can be in enough bite size for people to actually enjoy them on YouTube. But for this trade out, it's available. It's going to be available immediately on Speaker. So watch out for that link immediately after this show runs up today. So, guys, thank you very much for tuning in. Remember, it is always fun to be here. I enjoy doing this. And I hope I've been able to impact uh, on a level some of the things that we're talking about and able to impact you positively and help boost your creativity to the level it's supposed to be. And if not, remember, creativity is like a muscle. It will start to die if you do not exercise it. So you must constantly create at all times. So till we see again next week, ladies and gentlemen, I most must tell you this that you must continuously, in everything that you do, create always or that try. It's the only way to leave. See you guys next week. Have a great week.